I'm going to have to look that up. Aloha everyone, Brian here. Glad you tuned in. Had a bit of a bit of bit of a gap. Last week did not quite turn out as uh, planned, but I'm sure that's the same for many many people as as things go in the process of packing up the house, racing around to finish by the end of the month and start our journey down under. And uh, unfortunately, member of my family, youngest member of family, uh, away visiting his grandparents. Um, developed appendicitis right at the end of his visit we went to pick him up so uh, thankfully uh, he is fine everything went well uh, you know we were there we were in a great place uh, up outside Asheville North Carolina great hospital so I, absolutely nothing to complain about it's just one of those things that you know makes you makes you stop take pause and uh, be, be a little bit <laughs> thankful uh, for what you have and that you can get the care you need uh, so you know made made life a little bit more complicated in terms of running around and work and, and balance, but uh, not not to worry. So here we have a, a Monday edition. So, you know, I was hoping to get this out last night to try to alleviate some of the uh, the Sunday sorries or Sunday worries about going back to work on Monday. So instead you get a little, little Monday morning uh, slash afternoon pep for your work week. Froth Tribute Aloha Monday edition. So there's a couple things. Last week I wanted to... I wanted to actually get into some of the things. I'd recently gotten a nice box from Goodman Games uh, using the uh, fantastic discounts that they gave uh, from Dungeon Con. And I don't know how they <laughs> I don't know how they keep doing it because every time they have these online conferences, conventions, uh, I, I mean, I assume it's the same when if they're showing up to a, a once we get back to real conventions, but they always give such fantastic discounts and have such beautiful hardback books, uh, plus the PDF, except, of course, for some of the, uh, the reincarnated adventures. But uh, anyway, I had gotten, um, I picked up the Isle of Dread reincarnated, which I remember playing around with when was younger, but definitely more as the sandbox style and just spending time, you know, roaming around the island, not really sure what we were doing fighting fighting things so i'm really interested actually to run that you know in 5e or maybe even uh, port it to dcc with a group also got the empire of the east supplement which w wasn't sure about i mean I, it sounded like it would be pretty neat in terms of setting but i'm not familiar with the original works and so i do have the book and i got to get my hands on uh, some copies of the uh uh, Fred Saberhick, and I think it is, who wrote the original original books to, to read through it. Um, my plan last week, <laughs> I had them ready to cart up with me uh, just if, when we were doing a, a weekend up in Asheville vacation, which, which turned into something more. So I actually didn't get a chance to read many of them, and uh, they they came back with me and then were packaged up in a box that's going to be shipped with us so um the unboxing quickly became a boxing uh but um the good thing in terms of the empire of the east is i've got the uh, the pdf that i can i can skim through you know over the next few weeks while, while stuff gets shipped um also picked up a bundle of fifth edition fantasy adventures which i had played through i think two of them at different uh, online conventions but never actually picked them up and to me, it's a it's a no-brainer. We can debate, you know, who, who likes, who doesn't like 5e. But I, I'm I'm a pretty big fan of, of 
of Goodman Games Adventures in general, DCC obviously, but I think they just have a fantastic style. And so, you know, adventures that they're writing for 5th edition to me made perfect sense, and I just hadn't actually grabbed a bunch. So took the opportunity to do that, and I think it'll be fun to run. So that's what I've been caught up with. One of the other things I was thinking about before I get to just some recommendations, some, you know, tables and sites and a, and a map uh, to tribute froth for everyone. Um, we didn't get the chance to play last week, uh, mainly just due to everything going on, but was trying to think about one of the one of the best sets of sessions that I had uh, back in high school uh, when I took a stab back at D&D with a few friends was mainly revolving the Book of Layers, if you remember. The, the, the old TSR Book of Layers came out at one point. I had never never heard of it, but a friend of mine had it, and we started talking at lunch in school about just D&D, and he said, yeah, we should, we should play a few sessions, and we had had a small group that ended up playing, and I think we did some also kind of one-on-one GM player sessions, and what he liked to do as a DM is just run things from the Book of Layers, and part of it was, I think, we could make them into short sessions, because... I think with everything else going on even then and just attention span, they you know, could be customed to level, so you didn't necessarily have to start at first level. We I remember we made some characters up that would be kind of up to the challenge of whatever the, the beast was in the lair. And he could run them a little more on the fly. And you know, there's maybe a bit of a debate about GM prep, DM prep, but one of the things that I'm always looking for is ways to simplify it. And he obviously knew the rules, but the way that we'd run the game is is it was was pretty simple. He kind of based on the book of the book of layers, the you know the whatever whatever section we were going into. Um, you know, we didn't have to spend a lot of times looking up rules and, and doing things, and it was fairly quick and enjoyable. And we did that so much that I ended up purchasing it. Uh, and I remember running some sections of that for my cousins and it's just one of the things that as time went on I'd forgotten about but was thinking about that recently just trying to think of yeah you know it, you, you you always try to think of at least for me like if we we haven't gotten back to our main game but if we get a chance is there just something quick to run that would be a little bit fun uh, you know almost more like you would pull out a board game you know is, is there something you could do to get a little bit of role playing in and so I think about the book of layers and so one thing that I have purchased um, and barely scratched but there is a book that's similar to that I'm sure there are many uh, but fantastic layers uh, for 5e and it was kickstarted last year and then and then published um you can get the PDF. There's some print-on-demands, hardcover, softcover, through a drive-through, but it is um, essentially it's a it's a huge, gorgeous book of boss battles written by Mike Shea, so Sly first, James Intercaso, and then Scott Fitzgerald Gray, and it's fantastic. And, and and this is kind of what I was looking for. And they have it by levels. I think it literally goes first all the way up to oh God, maybe twentieth. And this is, you know, a fantastic reincarnation of the Book of Layers. So anyway, if you, if you were not familiar with that and you're looking for something for 5e, or this is something that 
just like the old book of layers from you know the ad and d days could be easily adapted and and, and may help out and uh, uh you know I, I needed that little that little memory that came back to me gave me a good kick that i need to grab this and, and maybe use it to prep some things so okay for the i guess aloha monday froth tribute edition there's a couple of cool things i found so free stuff we've been talking about sci-fi games and star wars and and other things and not to get away from you know obviously the fantasy flight games and west end games but i don't know if anyone knew that someone has put together a star wars 5e set of books and again we can debate the you know the 5e system how good how bad it is how adaptable it'd be great to do but there's a website with core rulebooks for Star Wars 5e. And as they say, it's a comprehensive overhaul of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition for Star Wars campaign. They've got four books, Player's Handbook, Scum and Villainy, Starships of the Galaxy, and Wretched Hives. Bunches of forms, rules, credits, and it is free. You can go and download these and read them. And it's phenomenal. Uh, now, I haven't read through everything, and I haven't run this, but it's just it's another great example of someone taking something, adapting it, putting it out there for folks to use, and to see what you can do with it. So uh, I'm, I'm going to dive into this a little bit more, I think, over the coming months, and then maybe run something. I, I don't know that, you know, I know that we've tried in different ways, and there have been many different attempts to, to transport I'd say the core D&D mechanics to other systems, but this is this is something that I think would be worth at least looking at for fun and just to see what you can do with it. Uh, so if you're into sci-fi games, especially Star Wars, and just are curious about it, uh, it's definitely worth a look. And as I said, that's a, it's a lot of free stuff. So if nothing more, it's it's pretty cool to just take a look and see see what's been done. Um, so kind of going on now to some other resources online um i i think i i heard about judd carlman maybe on an interview in another podcast and then he's got a daydreaming about dragons podcast which is pretty pretty cool also a great website so gith gith yankee which i'm sure i'm pronouncing incorrectly <laughs> diaspora uh and he puts up all kinds of great little little pieces of of game information that you can use and resources um one that i thought was good is the bingo style experience points after a few months of leveling up and so what he said is he said hey um they've been using this uh and then basically just so you you kind of have it it is literally a bingo chart um you know with a free space and they've got a he's got a little little three by three grid pointed out where he's, he has things that range from you know overcame a challenge with cunning to saved folk from the tyranny of monstrous beings made a dangerous enemy recovered ancient lost treasure and others and so uh, what what it looks like is you know you know the basically when when you level up when you look at you get a bingo row column diagonal um you know the group gets a level to give to the character and kind of dicing it up so one of the things this does is that it gives you a way to for the group to try to keep everybody on track i I don't know that i've had this but i do remember in the past uh going through and having people you know deli up like did they kill the monster who got what gold who got what treasure how many points etc etc to get that level um i've seen some of it already creep into 
my uh, even my games with my sons because he's he's he sees the incentive of leveling up, especially because he likes spellcasters. But this is a neat way to do it, and I know people have have talked about different ways that they do experience points and obviously different games than D&D do it. So I thought this was just something that would be unique to use and, and try out. And if not necessarily as a specific tool, just some of the ideas in, to me, getting getting away from just straight experience for combat, treasure, etc. Uh, I know that that may get against what many people have as, as part of their game. So this is really more if you're looking for different things. If you're not, I, I think you're fine. Um, so for some random tables, there's a great OSR blog, Hack and Slash. And one of the things that he's got is a... Uh, actually, he's got quite a few tables that he posts. Um, the one I saw most recently was kind of Mega Dungeon Hooks. And um, this is something that I've... I haven't run a Mega Dungeon. We're kind of doing, you know, Tomb of Annihilation. And so obviously there's a big, you know... A tomb of Horrors-esque uh, final, final dungeon. But it's definitely not quite, you know, what you think of as, hey, here's a mega dungeon, you know, we need, we, need, we need just a bit of a story to get in there. So one of the things that he has is he's got mega dungeon hooks. So what you do is you roll a d100 and divide by 2. So let's see, I got a uh, 61. So we'll go ahead and say that's a, so right here, that's a, a 30. Well, we'll do, you know, we'll do two of them. We'll, do, we'll give a 30 and then, you know, if it's 30.1 and we roll up, we'll do a 31. So 30. So your mega dungeon hook to get you in there is, let's see, strange eerie figures are seen entering and leaving the dungeon. What's up with them? Now that 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 may be an interesting one because um, depending on how people are role playing it, you may have some folks in the party who uh, are a little bit spooked by that and could care less, and others who want to uh, want to investigate. Um, the next one is a little bit more, also a little bit more story driven. At least to me, it leaps out. So it says, you know, crops have failed. Clearly, it's the fault of something within the underdark. So you could weave this into. The, the, the typical we met at a tavern, or if you want to make it a little hipster, um, you know, with the, the party encounters people at the uh, the, the um, Saturday morning, uh, you know, artisanal market and coffee extravaganza, and people are telling them about the failures of the crops, and maybe they're convinced by someone that it's something with the Underdark and, and lured into going into the dungeon. So there you have it. But yeah, it's pretty, pretty neat. Um, so that's the Mega Dungeon Hooks. Uh, so here we go. This one <laughs> this one I came across totally by accident, but uh, Maps of the Week. There are definitely, uh, and, and you know, to be honest, Froth, uh, the sources that he, he had put out each week, a lot of them were great. I, 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 they're great repeat customers because they're just so many great map makers online, and they put out so much great free stuff. This one is a little different which I quite enjoy. Um, it's from Acorn Afloat Jensen, and he has a post on my daughter's dungeon. My six-year-old daughter drew a dungeon after watching him do something similar. And so he has, let's see, he says a little more, little more context. She's a great fan of monsters, always runs the monsters when we play Ravenloft, and has this to say when she saw an image of Jabba the Hunt. He looks kind. And apparently she's a big fan of plumbing. <laughs> so he has the actual map that she has drawn posted up here. Free for use. This is kind of a map of the week and free stuff. And then he went through it with her and has annotated it with her descriptions. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, I, I've seen some pretty good representations of, you know, Tomb of Horrors or different sketches, and uh, this, this, one, this one could probably hold its own up there with it. Um, it's got some pretty good, uh, it's pre pretty good dungeon evolution. Um, definitely, definitely got some slime, so you got to watch for that. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think she's a fan of slimes. Um, but yeah, it it is pretty neat, and you could literally take this, and with the annotations, you you've got yourself a dungeon. I mean, this this can rival probably most on there. Um, of course, also has a uh, wow. Actually, I don't want to spoil it too much. I would recommend going to this site and take a look at it. Um, it's even got a boss fight at the end. So you've got this, and you could roll your mega dungeon hook with the uh, the table I just had. In fact, you, you could do this with saying, you know what, crops have failed and you need to go into this dungeon and figure out why. And, you know, maybe uh, if, if you want a metagame, you can uh, you can tell your players that the uh, the designer is a great fan of monsters so that this way they know they're going to be in for something big. So, uh, yeah, this, this is great. And to me, uh, it is a... I'm mean, one. It's a great map, great dungeon. But two, it kind of uh, does a little, little bit of heartwarming that this is what it inspires in you know younger fans of the game. This kind of creativity and 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 just fun. Um, so please check that out, and uh, hopefully uh, somebody gets to run that in a bit of their in a bit of their sessions. Um, so I think that that's it. I'm as I start to do this, I'm finding more and more and. I have to say, I mean, I, I think others have said a few people have called in and said they, they like these segments, which, which is good because I'm, 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 I like doing them and I like giving something back. Um, I think Joe from Hindsight said that, you know, Froth gave him so much stuff uh, that it's impossible to repay. And, and I, I mean, I feel the same. I've listened to only a few. You know, at first I was late in catching up, but in just listening to a few episodes, yeah, you listen to one and you're overwhelmed with the amount of resources. And in some ways, in kind of going out and, and looking for a few of these myself, you, you could definitely go down a few rabbit holes, but it's pretty cool to find so much great community material. So hopefully this uh, gives some inspiration to folks out there. Um, I'm going to have to put together, I've got some great call-ins, a lot of comments back uh, on the last couple of episodes, and I know there's been a couple good discussions going on of sci-fi, and actually BJ on uh, Arcane Alienist had a good episode on how you, how you play or how you approach intellectual property kind of licensed IP games, and I think with the big news that there's a new Marvel game coming out by Marvel, which was probably inevitable that the difficulty uh maybe not necessarily in writing it but as he kind of lays out in, in like playing in that world and how you approach it and the story and the lore and it, it's you know it's it's tough and one of the things i i mentioned to him is it, it's tough because for a lot of a lot of us especially when you're fans of these properties um i've found that over the years uh you know, Dungeons and Dragons, but even when I mentioned when I was younger, Star Frontiers tend to draw me in, and I think it was, this was a little bit before we had Star Wars, and, and if we had Star Trek, I wasn't necessarily exposed to the game, but yeah, there is something to be said about, you know, playing a game in an established lore, and people have talked about this even with both the Forgotten Realms, but some of the D&D &D 
uh, adventures, and, and primarily thinking of Dragonlance, because I've never played in the Dragonlance adventures. I read the books uh, when I was in middle school and loved them, and you know have have, have fond memories, but I I don't know you know, if how interested I would have been or even now would be in playing those specific characters in a module that was very much tied to the story. The world is great or, you know, playing in maybe that world set apart from, you know, those heroes and their adventures, just like playing in Star Wars. Maybe when I was younger, of course, uh, many people, you know, we wanted to be those characters and, and relive the, you know, the Death Star battle. But I think getting tied to that is, um, I don't know, it, it may not be for everyone in, in a game. So yeah, I'm interested to see how the conversation goes. Hope everyone is uh, doing well, uh, staying safe, healthy, and enjoying your games. So until next time, cheers, everyone.